In the watch enthusiast universe, the watch enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings. KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast. The KC and John John Show! Hello everybody, and welcome to the 53rd episode of KC and... John John! I think I missed out on the word inaugural, so uh, the 53rd inaugural episode, just uh, pretend you didn't you've, hear that you've, first Honestly, part. You've, been, you've been actually missing out on inaugural for quite a while, so... Oh, I have? Yeah, you have. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, well, season two, um, blah, 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 excuses, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yes, we have a very special episode here today because we have another recurring guest. Introduce yes. yourself, Mr. Guest. Hi, I'm uh, Matt Smith Johnson. You may remember me from such episodes as the the last one that I was on. Uh, <laughs> so great! I'm doing it. I'm doing good. This is just smooth and natural. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> not, perfect. Not awkward at all. Yeah, very perfect. much on brand. Uh, yeah, very much on brand. And uh, yeah, I don't know, design watches and do other watch design related stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and we'll for see those if of you I'm guys who don't back or if I'm canceled, we'll see. <laughs> And for those of you guys who don't know, at Teenage Grandpa on Instagram. Yes. That is correct. Yes. Uh, as uh, we kind of made you famous because um, <laughs> shortly after you appeared on our podcast, you started a series called Refining Time. That is correct. Yes. And yeah. That, that's kind of what you've, you've become known for, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. You've gotten a lot of great feedback, I think, though we'll get into that in a little bit. Um but yeah, so so we, we we decided to have you back on just to you know talk us through some of your process, uh, some of the feedback you've gotten, and you know just sort of uh, follow the footsteps of a designer, like when you yeah. analyze these sort of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so, I, I'm sure it was the impetus left when I left that recording of the last episode I was on with you exactly. guys. That, the, the momentum the, the, from that, I think, we're taking took credit me into for it. yeah. That's right. That is no, no, no. I, I think you, you, you are due some credit from that. And uh, <laughs> no, but actually, it, it is true a little bit. Actually, um, there was uh, I can't remember what we were talking about, but it, it spurred another conversation. And I, I can't remember oh, what what watch were we talking about. But I just like I just was like I've just had it with all the stretch type and it was based on something that we we spoke about on the podcast i've lost that, that initial oh. kernel but it, it was based on a conversation and just like and nice. i just had it and i was like i'm just sick and tired and i've had this idea kind of for a while that's fine i want to just do take something the credit. like that yeah and, yeah and and it was it really did no but like it <laughs> it really did i think being on there in our conversation just spurred me into thinking about things and it, yeah it was a Oh, I can't remember who that conversation was, but now exactly. But it was so, uh, so guys, you've you've heard it here first. Uh, it's the Refining Time series by Teenage Grandpa, presented by the Casey and John. <laughs> by Casey and John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean if, if we if we give people like Friendy his Griper's Garage on our on our show, and we, I think we have like Jess breaking news as well when mm-hmm. whenever he does that. Yeah. So yeah. So now, now we have Casey and John John's def- refining time. Refining time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
There you go. Uh, there I'm you so go. happy about this. All right. Uh, but before we move on any further, it's time to talk about our first weekly segment of the week. And that is uh, breaking news, not by Jeff this time, but just breaking news. Yeah. Um, Oris has come up with a, well, collaborative, collaborative. Yeah. yeah, limited edition with Hodinkee. And it's a, a new... second collaboration. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, the first one was this sort of like gray dial with a ghost bezel. Mm-hmm. And now they've made a new one with Hodinkee, which is sort of an olive green, khaki green dial i think i mean everyone's going green day these days so and with a aluminum bezel i think i mean aluminium bezel thank you thank you (laughs) so yeah um matt since we have you on what do you think of this design i mean i it uh when I, because I, yeah, I did see this earlier in the day in my mm-hmm. feed. I, the, the olive, I mean, I don't know if there's something wrong with my eyes or my phone, but it doesn't really register as olive to me. It looks, it looks like a classic mm-hmm. Oris watch. Yeah, I agree. Like, it looks like a much older Oris yeah. watch. Um, you know, I mean, this is still, you know, I, people keep saying like, oh, when's the throwback thing gonna like be done with? But it's still. Like there's still releases like this happening and they're still doing well. So I don't know. I don't know if this is ever going to be done. And and really when I think about that, because someone was saying about like, you know, and I guess like vintage loom, you can go make it too brown and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people are like, oh, when's this, when's this fad going to be over? But I'm like, but we're also talking about mechanical wristwatches that are like well beyond obsolete. So we're already like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's like... (laughs) It's like someone who rides a penny farthing being like, that handlebar mustache looks a little out of date. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we have the penny farthings or the handlebar mustaches in that analogy, but, you know, like, we're, we're, we're <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I. It's the same era. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, same era. I mean, you know, we. Medicine balls also, you know, mm-hmm. you got to do, yeah, medicine balls. Wear the one piece with the stripes, you know, hop, 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 and do some, you know, push-ups, I think. Just yeah. use the hard ground to work out that era. Yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, but anyways, <laughs> just watch by a dinky. <laughs> yes. has nothing to do with that. I think, um, I think the big thing about this, this particular release is that um, people are complaining about the price. Yeah, but it also has the new movement, I think. Exactly. So, so it's got the new five-day movement, the in-house movement from Oris. Yep. Um, people were com- comparing this with the Black Bay 58. Right. Which is around the same kind of price point. And they're like, why would we pay that much for an Oris when we can get a Black Bay 58, a tutor, right? Okay. What is the price point? Um, I think it was 3800 3, Yeah, USD. Okay. Not cheap. Yeah. It's up but, there. but I mean, you know, with an in-house caliber and of course it's Hodinky, so it's going to triple in value. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll it's, see that it's on, still the on same. It's still the same um, thing. I think this is the Diver 65, right? Yeah. In yeah, 38 it's, million it's still the same. It's still the same thing underneath. It's just... It's got the... It's just got Hodinky branding, but it's not any more expensive than... Than the the base model, mm. 
But, uh, but people are still up in arms like, oh, I can't believe Auras is charging this much. It must be the Hodinky tax. I, I think Hodinky is more expensive, like, right? Technically. Because the others I, aren't in-house. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. The, that's probably the case. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's fine, honestly. But design-wise, it's kind of more of the same, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's the same design with a... <laughs> with Different your, color. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as 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 Matt said, like it doesn't stand out as green. Yeah, it's a subtle green. Yeah, yeah. I really like the cotton candy thing they did a while ago. That was kind of fun. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But those colors were like with the bronze case, and it was just like yeah. that's like Dope. it was really surprising. And, yeah. and like I like that. I like being surprised personally. I. You know, even if I don't, I might look at the type and go, oh, I wouldn't have done that. But, like, I still <laughs> appreciate when people try to do something that you wouldn't expect. And it's a mm -hmm. risk, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, this is, a, like, it's a, you know, this is a safe watch design, right, that they're putting out there. It's, like, yep. a classic Oris look. The old, it looks like their older logo. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all, the, it's all the classic things put together. And it's, like, I remember, you know, and I think he's got, like, a, like, you know, they have their brand and it's aesthetic. And I remember like ages ago when they first started selling merch, one of the first things they sold was like this knit, you know, the ties that are like flat at the bottom. It was like this knit tie. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and I, I like, you know, my, my old grade eight teacher and my shop teacher used to have one. <laughs> that's like, that's what I associate that with. But also I, so I saw it on there. I was like, Oh, that like, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense for their, brand to have that like and i just feel like you know it was just a classic staple thing there's a little bit of nostalgia and that mm -hmm. feeling even where i was like oh my shop teacher used to wear that like that's intentional like i think that's you know it's an elevated you know much more luxurious version of that now this was like you know, ages ago uh in terms of you know internet properties but yeah I, I, it's it's the design is is you know it's safe and i think you know they've got a a track record of you know putting something up and it's gone in a flash so yeah that's that's what it looks like to me it looks like that would succeed right so yep pretty much i'm sure it'll sell out in a heartbeat yeah no questions asked yeah. yeah uh all right but enough about that i think i think we give hodinki too much time of day <laughs> in addition to a certain other eponymous brand uh, that we will no longer <laughs> talk about <laughs> <laughs> At least for a year, anyway. And, yeah. Or until the next day, Barkle. Yeah. Or the next, you know, cross the fuck. I think that's a better <laughs> term for it. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, Matt, getting into the meat of today's topic, um, you know, we wanted to just sort of uh, refine time, right? So you've come yeah. up with the series. You've done mm -hmm. a bunch of watches where you've. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, please go check out at teenage grandpa on Instagram. Uh, the series is fantastic. I love what he's done. Um, but yeah, so basically what you do is you sort of take watches that you think are on the brink of greatness, like a, a design that you think could be better and you change them. And then you post up your edits pretty much. And then you sort yeah. of take feedback, right? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's the idea was to take something and, and I try to at least preserve some spirit or some visual elements of the watch. Like I often mm -hmm. get it. It is encouraging to hear some people say, Oh man, should have gone further. Mm -hmm. Should have redone the whole thing. And like, <laughs> there's a couple reasons I don't do that. One is the time that would take me, 
you know, if I was going to sit and take apart every single piece, it would take longer. Actually, mm-hmm. in the last post I did, I did do that. I did redo a lot more of the watch in terms of the case. And I had right. to play around with that for a while until it looked right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm doing this and I have a day job and I'm designing, you know, I have other actual watch design projects on top of that. You know, my mm-hmm. dad. So <laughs> I got to find time to do this. And I think each post has averaged me about, you know, I, I try to keep it under about, Originally, I thought like, oh, I could do it in one day, mm-hmm. and yeah. like one like eight hour day, and probably each I've got it down to about probably twelve hours to do Oof. to do one. Except for oh. the last one, it took me a bit longer because I was very undecided and right. I really got in my own head. And it's hard to try and keep like so try to keep some of the spirit of the watch there, yeah. and and then just yeah make some changes to like see like okay like I think I see what they were trying to do, but they used like really poor typographic. <laughs> You know, execution. Yeah, <laughs> the fonts, right? And and even aside from what font they choose or what typeface they choose, you know, like there's just so much stretched and squished and mm-hmm. warped type out there. And you're just going like any designer I know, you know, who gets in a watch is that's the first thing they notice and drives them crazy. And uh, and huge brands yeah. are really guilt. Like Patek Philippe is on mm-hmm. there. I've already done two posts about Patek Philippe and I haven't done too, too many posts and I haven't been counting, I don't know, like eight, eight full posts and I do small snippet ones as well. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting and, and, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's just, it's kind of like scratching an itch for me in a weird way. Like I see this thing all this time, right? Yeah, the first post was actually the one that bothered me the most. Yeah, the I, I could so tell. The, the Van Cleef and Arpels. Yeah, oh my God, that thing drove me crazy. From the caption, and, uh, I could see that. <laughs> I, I, because I, I remember, and if you look at the back, I didn't, I, I, and that one, so that one was a very, that one took way longer to make that post because I, I had to come <clears> up with the idea, <throat> like, and I had to, like, make the format and, like, figure out, like, a template. Yeah, and because right. it's the first one, right? Yeah, it was the first one. So there was mm-hmm. so much to sort out. And I actually did the back of that watch. And I've never shown it. Like I went in and did other things too. Okay. So I, um, yeah, I actually did the case back for the Van Cleef and Arpels. Um, you know, it's like this two times on watch. But mm-hmm. the back with the movement, because the movement is beautiful. Uh, and the type surrounding it was just driving me crazy. But anyways, it wasn't worth showing because I'm trying to make this like bite-sized consumable design content. Right. Uh, I don't want to, you know, go on for too long about everything. So I, I try to keep it concise, you know, I, and for that post, you know, I was trying to figure out the format, 10 slides, redesign the watch, figure out how to write, what kind of tone to do it in. I'm making like, I had an idea for the logo and the name changed, like the name of the series changed like three times while I was making that post. Um, okay. But, you know, like getting that up and being able to like, show what I had seen was like, oh, you could do this and that watch would be so cool. And it mm-hmm. just felt good, you know, and, and, and I've had a, a comment at one point where someone said, oh, you must really hate these watches. I said, no, I love watches. I, like I'm, I'm interested in these things, you know, like even if they're, yep. you know, another one on there that stands out in this category is the Speedmaster uh, Retroplanta, the, mm-hmm. the, the split second Speedmaster. Yep. It's an automatic one kind of like an x33 style case mm-hmm. and the design is all over the, the map like the hands like one hand kind of looks like it's from like a you know a zin uh yeah. you know the, yeah. the, the the 144 space matic mm-hmm. i can't remember the, the exact model name one hand looks like it's a flieger the split second hands on the chrono are completely wild 
Mm-hmm. It's just all over the place, but it, it got my attention, and I think it's—I do think it's a cool watch. You know, I, I, I asked my friend who owns it, "Can I use your wrist shot for that <laughs> for that right. post too?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And it is—it's a cool piece, but it's got some bad type on it, and some yeah, you know it, things that mm-hmm. could have been done better. And I just kind of thought, "Oh, it'd be cool to see what direction to take it." And I took it in a much more conservative, you know, make it a tool direction. Yeah, yeah, because that's it's what got I like. Five fonts, right? Oh yeah, the original one I think has yeah yeah it's probably got like five fonts and and Which each is subdial is is different like the layout mm-hmm. and the style of everything is different yep. and there's like a sixty second ring around the inside that I don't know why it's there like it's and the type is squished and it's 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 just bizarre but you know you can tell they were trying to do something so I, I you know I, I try to leave a little bit of it there like I didn't change the case or anything on that. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, and, and, and yeah, I mean, these posts, it feels good to do it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, I like that people talk about it and I, like, I want to get people to think about it. And I, I want people to, you know, the, the takeaway from all these is, is sometimes, you know, how little thought from a designer's point of view Mm-hmm. I can see what went into some of these things. And that's mm-hmm. the part that to me is a little bit of a shame. Like, right. I don't know who designed that watch. Maybe someone did the best they could in like no time. Maybe they had yeah. like half a day to do it. I have no idea, right? Like, and we don't know those stories, which is kind of weird. When yeah. we're all into watches, like these are objects that we really talk about and scrutinize every detail. Mm-hmm. But like other than Gerald Genta, like name a watch designer. Alain Silberstein, name another one. Like <laughs> I took that Damn one it. from you. <laughs> now it. your turn. Like, but it's 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 very it's very hard, right? Because these yeah. like, Matt people... Smith Johnson. Ah, oh, damn. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Foiled by you. my own design, quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these are big companies releasing some big name watches, and yeah, it once you point them out, it's kind of weird, like. Why didn't more thought go into this, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that's kind of what's been so interesting about your series that you've been releasing. Yeah, and I can't, I, you know, and that's what I was going to say is I don't care if everyone likes what I do because obviously yeah. I can't, I can't, and I won't get everyone's approval. I don't expect it, you know, and I have yeah. people look at my watches and say, ha ha, you suck. This is terrible. Like, and they're, you're fine. Go ahead. Think that. I don't care. Like, it's up for you. I'm not telling you what needs to float your boat. You might think this mm-hmm. is great. And, you know, some people will like some of my posts, hate others. Some people hate all of them, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, it's fine. All of those reactions are, are cool. I get a lot of encouragement as well. And, it, you know, it's, it, it just, I, I hope the takeaway is just like, people could do better. And, yeah. and I think, you know, these are pieces where, you know, like I did a Patek uh, World Timer, and I think it costs. Um, I think the original sticker price on that was one hundred and twenty-five thousand U.S. dollars. And again, it's using a different. Uh, it's using this uh, a different system script font, which is the thing yes. that also drove me really crazy about the Van Cleef and Arpels. It was using yes. uh, Monotype Corsiva, which is mm-hmm. a typeface developed for. You know, to be like online script or not online, sorry, mm-hmm. a desktop publishing script typeface. So you can do like birthday invites and <laughs> print them out on your dot matrix or, or, or it's actually meant to be very visible on screen because screen resolution wasn't always what it is today, you know, with like mm-hmm. retina display. Um, so 
you know, was designed to be optimized for that environment. And then to see, um, they used uh, Lacita calligraphy on the Patek, I believe. And it was squished and stretched and all kinds of things. But again, it's like, this is a, this is a typeface that has come on every computer I've had for free. So, <laughs> you know, and not that you can't do good with that, right? Like you could take some of these typefaces and do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. But I this don't was feel not that one they of those are. Examples. This is not one of those examples, you know, like... It's, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't want to like, and that's the thing, I don't want to sound like a type snob, like, oh, you can never use this. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have actually seen people use that typeface and do really crazy stuff with it, like really unexpected crazy stuff, not on a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, a fashion designer did this crazy prints layering all that. I think, I can't remember which one of those. It was one of those two typefaces, either Lucida Calligraphy or, or Monotype Perceva. Um, and they just did this mad artistic thing with it and you and and the fact that you recognized it as this computer typeface added this weird tension to it so they used it for Mm -hmm. a reason what i'm trying to say about that is there was some thought that went into this artist's clothing line as to why they picked that whereas when i look at some of these watches i'm like oh it was just the free typeface you said i want a script oh there's one (laughs) and then you just went Put on caps lock and go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like if we're we're talking about the uh, the the Patek World Timer, the fifty one thirty one J. Yeah. Like, like because it's uh, is a more of a Patek Philippe being a traditional watchmaker, right? And I assume they were going for like you know we need we need to find a a classic looking font um, that may or may not suit this watch, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. And I assume that's 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 basically the direction that they that they were going for. This is like what what lo- what looks kind of traditional, and we're just going to go for that. And the thing is, like with with Patek Philippe, like they can do good fonts as well, because like the uh, was it the weekly weekly calendar that that came out a, a few years ago, like they came up with a with an entire I want to say entirely new font for it, or it was based on someone's handwriting, right? Yes, and 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 that's the thing. It's like we know you can put the effort in. Yeah, but why? But why did you? Why is is that not? Um, why haven't you put an effort in like across your entire? Why do you do that all the time for everything? Yeah, for yeah. for watches you're selling for a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a yeah. pop, you know. And I get some, you know, I get some messages that are not necessarily comments, <laughs> but people message me and like, you know, I I do get the how dare yous and like. Mm-hmm. you know and whatever like sure like you're bastardizing this traditional yeah like in, you, you think know, you can how, improve on yeah. this design yeah how you, do you think you are yeah, yeah i had you you had a thing you posted a while ago where it was like name a negative experience you've had in the watch space i almost re- yeah. responded to it but i was like i don't feel like talking about it right <laughs> but a lot oh this is ages ago i i commented on uh, somebody modified a, a royal oak a solid gold royal oak and just mm-hmm. like try to make it blingy and just it looked like they did it with a dremel tool it was painful <laughs> and it was posted on one of these like generic like it's a, it's definitely an account that just reposts other people's stuff for sure but mm-hmm. they're like have crazy following because it's you know they're on the surface level of instagram showing bling right, right. and um and it said like what do you think about this yay or nay and i just couldn't help myself and i was like nay look at this like it's it's done terribly like this is bad and then this guy got so offended that I thought 
it sucked. And he like, <laughs> you know, he messaged me. I can't remember the exchange anymore, but he messaged me. And I and I laughed because it was so serious. And so of course I poked the bear and I was like, <laughs> I can't remember what I but I, like I just doubled down on it. And then and then but then it went it got weird and he started like DMing me and he was going through my profile and like commenting on old posts like you've got no swag you got nothing you're you know look at this your collection sucks <laughs> and it, it was all hilarious to me so it was negative but also it made me laugh the whole time like <laughs> so i don't know if that really counts but <laughs> it sounds like you had fun man i still kind of had fun it was a little weird because i was like this guy's going through my profile i'm getting pretty mad now which is a little concerning he looked kind of like a trust fund encino man like his profile picture (laughs) so i was like i don't know if you remember encino man yeah that's a really relevant reference but uh (laughs) brandon frazier is encino man with paulie shore back in like 1994 um but anyways he he got quite upset and so like (laughs) you know I remember why I got, how I got out of this, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Like we said, man, this is what we came for. <laughs> I've completely lost the plot now. This is the I, feature of the Casey and John John show, <laughs> especially when Matt's on board. <laughs> but okay, so to to bring this back, please, if you please want do. to, rein me in. Um, Thank you. Let Let's talk about the feedback that you've gotten. Right. So, sure. w- could you tell us which redesign or which refining time got the best feedback and which one got the worst feedback as far as you can remember at least oh man it's hard to know it's very i'm gonna say this it's very hard to know because seriously like a lot of the comments are very well thought out when they're talking to me and even like there's like partial agreement sometimes or things oh you should have tried this so i have a lot of really interesting conversations that Mm -hmm. i feel like you know, it makes me feel like I've achieved my goal when people start asking questions like that or pointing out things like that. I'm like, yeah, you're like talking design. This is this is the whole thing. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I'd say the one that, yeah, what do I think the most? I think the least popular one may have been, I did um, a lady chronograph Royal Oak Offshore. I think that might have been the least popular one. Oh, I've the done. one with diamond bezel, I think? Yeah, I think that might have been the least. The one okay. I was... I the one that I was less satisfied with personally was the mm-hmm. other Patek one I did, and it was more of a technical thing where I didn't, I didn't check. So I and I've I've started doing this. I don't know. I I test post some things just to see what it looks like quickly. Okay. Really? Uh, because I've had some issues with downsampling some of All my right. photos. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. did the other Patek. Um, it was the the annual calendar five five zero p, and my post ended up the, the type ended up looking so thin, and it yeah, was it just came out like and compressed, it, right? Well, yeah, not, yeah, it was the compression, like the JPEG, like it just choked it out a little bit, yeah. like because the mm-hmm. dial silver and the type was black, and it just like made it look way thinner. But it was also the issue of I've using a, anyone who's used Adobe software can gripe about all the things that happen when you update. But like taking, because I work in Adobe Illustrator, then port part of that over into Photoshop to finish it mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And there was kind of a loss from the preview in Illustrator after my last update to what was actually happening. So it made the type look a bit thicker than it was. I would have chosen a different way. And then I drop it. Then you drop it into Photoshop and then you lose a little more because you're linking. I link it as a smart object, whatever that's worth to anybody. And then you output it. 
to a smaller, you know, into, and then I put it in the template that makes the post and it gets even smaller. And then you have to, you know, save for web JPEGs mm-hmm. to make the post. And then you put it on and each time you kind of lose just a little bit. So that one was a little bit, I was a little bit personally disappointed with how that one turned out. And people definitely pointed out like, hey man, the type is really thin. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you're not going to be able to read the style. And I'm going, what? I went and looked and I went, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> like it got way thinner. So like, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, and I put something in my story on that time. So that one I was a little personally a bit deflated about. And then, and then, yeah, the, 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 the AP, uh, 37 millimeter chronograph, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I just didn't pick a piece that people were, you know, my phone particularly interested about. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Picking, picking a, a, you know, a lady's watch maybe was, was part of it, but I wanted to do it. Like, and it's a watch that stood out to me also that it was like, man, that's like, why don't they ever try layering their thing? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I did get, um, I did have an interesting conversation with uh, Bradley from Autodromo on that one um, mm-hmm. because he pointed out like, you know, what your, your design is kind of cool, but like from a technical standpoint, that might not be able to be done. But then someone else yeah. chimed in and like, well, you might be able to do it, but <laughs> you'd have to, <laughs> you know, like you'd have to change because people who aren't looking at this, I'll explain, you know how Royal Oak has that like, kind of square pattern on their dials i'd always wondered yeah. why, why not do um and, and also there's the royal oak kind of classic which has that square texture and then there's like um like an engraving over top of it i don't know what yep. the name of it is but it yep. adds that extra de- texture right mm-hmm. but the offshores don't always have that they'll just kind yep. of be the squares sometimes right and i thought mm-hmm. oh yeah. you know you could make those squares a little lower profile and do a sandwich dial with like you know like a piece of sapphire or something and then print on the sapphire and you could preserve that pattern throughout the whole dial why wouldn't they do mm-hmm. that right and i put applied indices on there which was the problem which was like well you'd have to then take the sapphire and like mill out an area for that indice to sit down because right. otherwise mm-hmm. it'd be too tall and mm-hmm. then i thought oh but you could make the po-. anyways those are the kinds of conversations that were being had <laughs> and i think some of them went into 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 you know direct message after a while mm-hmm. but you know, still, I I was happy doing that one. You know, I didn't feel bad about it. I don't think they had the best reception. Um, you know, and, and as I said, like, so I've had people comment on one of my watches, like, this is great. This is amazing. Keep mm-hmm. going. And then, like, you know, go back. I put a throw, <laughs> I did a throwback post the other day to the Breitling I read yeah, it. And, yeah. and, and someone who, who's loved some other posts hated that. They just really didn't like that. They wanted me to go in the completely opposite direction. The, you know, evil, they wanted the aerospace to, like, evil. Yes. Thing, was that? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I took that and brought it back to in the early 2000s. They had a version of that watch that I quite like. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of things I wasn't too keen on. I mean, it's a cool watch. Like, I, would, I would wear it. You know, I'd, there's so many watches I would have. But um, <laughs> there was a couple things with the bezel. I was just like, ah, in the original one, I thought, oh, it could be a little stronger. And then, you know, the, this most recent uh, aerospace evil has a really chunky bezel. I thought, oh, that kind of solves that problem. I wonder if I could bring the rest kind of back to that previous version, but update it a bit, you know, make it mm-hmm. just a little more sleek and a little more modern and bring it back towards, you know, an aerospace thing. And actually of all the posts I've done, that one is the one where I was like, man, I kind of want that watch. <laughs> I kind of really want that. <laughs> Dude, and, I uh, it, it, you know, I really was happy with that. But he, you know, this, this guy, this commenter wanted me to go the completely opposite direction, you know, he thought make I should take bolder. That. Yeah, make it bolder. Go crazy. Go like, you know, Richard Mill. Like do it, you know, layered, Oof. crazy, packed in stuff, but do it in a way that 
isn't you know lame, right? And I thought, okay, the, <laughs> but like you cool. know, I, I can't, I you know, I can't satisfy everybody. It was just, it's just, it's always yeah. interesting to me to see someone who was like, no, like go the exact opposite direction <laughs> from where you went. Like I, I like that. I don't know. It's kind of fun to, to talk about that and, and hear what yeah. people. People like, yeah, like so. a different perception on it. I think. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing about design is that it's so subjective, right? So, like, I mean, as you as you said earlier, like, you can't really please everyone, mm-hmm. and and like, I, I kind of feel like, you, I mean, obviously, this is a passion project for you, yeah. And you, you're coming in from a standpoint where you, obviously you like watches, and um, these aren't necessarily ugly watches. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I feel like it, they're not objectively ugly, but it's just it's just there's just something off about them. Because like we, we can talk about ugly watches probably on another podcast. Yeah. Episode, right. <laughs> yeah. There are there are some like seriously hideous watches out there, but these aren't exactly hideous. But it's just like a simple tweak, and you talk a lot about fonts. Yeah. Like font choices, uh, I feel like it it has it has come up on pretty much every refining time post that you've done. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's That's an a endemic big problem. Yes, and we've we've actually wanted to talk about fonts for quite a while on the Casey and John John show. Okay, okay, um, that was that was actually an idea for an episode um, fonts, and I think we had the perfect person to talk about fonts with now. <laughs> sure. Okay, all right, so. Why, like, okay, why do you think fonts make such a big uh, difference on design? There's, so there's kind of, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> so there, there's, there's kind of two areas that I'll, I'll touch on here. And one yeah. is there's the functional, right? And the other one yeah. is just kind of the, the, the emotive, the emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, functionally, you know, our eyes work in a certain way where, you know, we've evolved around a certain set of conditions, you know, breathing oxygen on planet earth, may, being made out of carbon, but also mm-hmm. like looking towards, you know, the horizon for threats. And you can look at other animals, right? Like you yeah. look at a goat's eye and you can see it's quite different shaped and it's positioned on the side of its head. Well, because they're trying to look panoramically. Yeah. For things that are going to eat them, right? Yep. Whereas a predator's eyes, or you know, and a hunter like our eyes, are all right at the front and center, yep. looking straight ahead at the thing we want to eat. Yep. Um, and type has been designed around how we see things, right? Like you can take, you know, if you even take a really measured uh, typeface, something like um, like avant garde is a very like its typeface has like very round G's and O's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's classic classic typeface. Um, it's very much what, what kind of like Omega's typeface or Omega, whatever, whatever you want to pronounce it, <laughs> kind of like how their logo looks like. And I actually, I have their typeface because of project I did from them. They, they gave me some files of theirs. I still have it installed because I, I, I just like it. <laughs> I just nice. like to have it. Um, but, um, <laughs> please don't sue me or take away my typefaces. Omega. I love you. Uh, <laughs> also sponsors. I, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also sponsored. Yeah. Casey and John John. Um, but I, I had... That type, you know, if you look at the O, it looks like an even stroke all the way around, or some of these letters, but it's not. 
it's actually thinner at the top and thicker at the sides because of how our eyes see based on how we're used to looking at the horizon. You know, there's that old optical illusion where there's like a picture of a top hat. And the question is, is this top hat taller than it is wide? And you look at it, you go, of course it's taller than it is wide. Look at it. But then if you take a ruler and you draw a square around it, like we did this in math class in like grade school. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, each side of this hat is, you know, like five centimeters in this picture. So it's actually a square, but it's but that's based on how our eyes see, right? So they put yeah. the thick, tall strokes standing up, and it looks taller. So that's how type works. So, so from so a function, wait, it, um, I'm just I'm just gonna yep. interject here. So basically, what you're saying is that the parallax effect is real. <laughs> well, uh, someone someone here hasn't heard the Ming episode yet. Oh, um, oh! Spoiler alert! I, I, once you listen I, to it, it'll make a lot more sense. Okay, yeah, I, I knew there was a reference. There. I have that one. I, I was just saying before we started, I have that one bookmarked. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta listen to that. Um, that's that's my that's gonna be my next one. I work actually when there I'm you working go. tomorrow. Right. But anyways, I will. This get, will make a lot of this will okay. make a lot of sense once you hear that. Episode. But, but but type type has that quality that it, it, it's it's trying to be functionally legible okay so that's yep, right. it's, and it's very much like a good typeface is very much crafted to be legible yeah. that's it and but sometimes there's a display typeface right so you'll notice sometimes the, the thing you can set a headline in right isn't the same thing you can write a book in like you can go to the yeah. circus and see the the sign that says circus and it's crazy decorative letters but you mm-hmm. can read it because it's only so many characters long. If you set a page of type in that same typeface, your eyes would be in agony by the end right. of the first paragraph. So, right. you know, type, the same type you're going to use for, you know, laying out large reams of copy or small copy is mm-hmm. not going to, it's not one, you know, there's no one size fits all solution. I mean, there's pretty good ones with sans serif typefaces that you can do a lot with, like Helvetica's everywhere for a reason. It's yeah. very adaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very legible. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good, it's a great typeface. You know, like have I seen it a million times? Yes, but like I've also seen it used really well a lot of times too. So yeah. like it's a it's a good go to. You know, I'm not saying don't. You know, you, go ahead, use Helvetica. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's also like so. Then that's from a functional standpoint. But then like from the emotional standpoint, like you might not gain what you are looking for with Helvetica, right? Like if you want something to you know, look, uh, I'm trying to think, if you want to look, let's say, just really clean and Swiss and classic from the 70s, you know, you can use Helvetica. It'll it'll convey that emotion. But mm-hmm. if you want something that looks scattered and, you know, frightened and claustrophobic, like maybe you're making a, you know, horror movie poster, Helvetica's yeah. probably not what to go to, you know? Like, it's yeah. probably not going to convey the right feeling. I don't know, I'm sure there's someone who's taken it and, like, hacked it up or done things to it. There's, there's always a way to do it, but it depends on the use, the application as well, right? And so the yeah. application is, that's where you know, a designer comes in and, and decides what is the intent, you know? And there's, is sometimes illegibility is the intent. And I'll give you an example. Um, so I'm really into heavy metal, which I don't know if I've ever bought that up. I, I love heavy metal. I think you have, um, yes. You used yeah. to be a drummer? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe you remembered that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love heavy metal, and I have a book of uh, of logos. Uh, it's not near me at present. No, I think it's in the house right now. But it's this mm-hmm. guy, he's done like a lot of these kind of like Norwegian death metal and you know 
Northern European death metal band logos. And they all have this same quality where they're like hyper illegible and scratchy and, mm-hmm. you know, they look that way. That feel. It's a feel, right? And, and yeah. you say, well, I can't read. And like, there's a running joke and there's even memes about it where you can't, you know, someone has a stack of firewood and they're like, what's that new band called? And they have this just <laughs> picture of, you know, twigs laying on a piece of pavement. And, but like, part of that thing though, is like, if you're a metalhead, that's a subculture. And you're yeah. probably a nerd and you're probably kind of insecure. And it probably took you a lot of digging through like record bins <laughs> or looking, I guess not record bins anymore, but looking around online to find this obscure band you really like. So mm-hmm. once you're you're in and you get it, it's like you don't want to just give that away either to the normies. You're not a normie. <laughs> so you, you want to keep that. So there's that functional part of illegibility. It keeps it on the inside thing. If you know, like yep. there's this one, if you want to see a crazy logo, if you just look up Blood Incantation, that is a band. <laughs> but of course it is. If you look up their logo, like I can, I can barely make heads and tails of it. And I've seen a lot of metal logos and it's very confusing. But I can identify that logo on someone else's shirt because I know right. what the f- general form is right. and I'm mm-hmm. in. So I'm a nerd. So another nerd, okay, hey, you like uh, sci-fi heavy metal too? Cool. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, no, nobody listening to this gives a shit about that. <laughs> but I think yeah, I I'm, should... I'm, ha- I'm having a look at the, the logo now and it just looks like seaweed to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it no, does. Here, uh, here's but the, the other I, thing. I, I do think that because in heavy metal, you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. So you shouldn't be able to read what the name is either. It fits. Yeah, it's, it's like a graphical representation of the guttural yeah. scream. Right? Exactly. Like, in what in is the some name ways, of the yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And if you listen to bands like, and this guy has it broken down, and there's other people who've written about this, but like fast bands, time to have logos that are kind of pointy and sharp because they're mm-hmm. fast, and you think of things that cut through the air. Yeah. Bands Shred that mode. are very epic have things that almost look like cathedrals. And in this logo yeah. book, it's called Lord of the Logos, this book. And mm-hmm. you know, there's like inspiration he's taken from cathedrals and stuff. And those are the bands that sound really big and epic and have like orchestras and like, you know, keyboards and all this stuff. Yeah. But right. the one that I really like is for the bands that want to be scary, they use the branches. And it's the idea that we have this innate feeling of like, being lost in the woods. Like you've heard mm-hmm. stories of people going to national parks and mm-hmm. you know, they go off trail for two minutes to forage for mushrooms and then they're lost in the woods for two weeks and barely, you know, the ranger finds them later starving and they were like, you know, just walking in circles because it's so yeah. disorienting when you're in that environment. And that's kind of what the logos represent as well. Right. It's this idea yeah. of just like disorientation and kind of fear and, so for the application of nerdy heavy metal, those are a great typography. Yeah, like that's that that ticks all the boxes. You know, it looks like the sound of screaming. <laughs> it's kind but, of but frightening. On a perpetual calendar, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> if it's something that's got to be functional, you know, the guy who did blood incantations T-shirts probably shouldn't do. You know, the accessibility <laughs> signs on the subway wouldn't wouldn't work out. Oh God, I, I'm just imagining that right now. <laughs> But but to bring it to bring it uh, uh, back to back to watches, right? Yeah. Um, I would say designing fonts isn't isn't very widely done. Like, I feel the most probably the most famous one would be Breguet, right? The Breguet numerals. Yes. Um, off the top of my head, I can really only think of like Hermes. So Hermes uh, on their Slim Hermes line, like they have that fonts designed specifically for that. 
Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I think the R. I want to say R. Soul. Maybe that. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. The R. Soul line. They also had fonts designed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one would be like Chanel. Should the Chanel Monster watch like they they also had well the numerals were also designed specifically for that watch and the the thing is like there's not a lot of fonts that are specifically designed for for a particular watch and like how how hard is it to come up with like a particular numeral or font for a brand or a watch yeah instead of just instead of just like ripping off microsoft word for Right, like in, I mean, in the case of these Protect Philippe's. I mean, it's it's work. So if it depends on the dial you've got, right? Like, so if you just yeah. have, you know, um, like a, a standard, you know, it's a three hander, and you've got twelve hours around the outside, yeah. maybe you're some minute minute chapter ring or something. You yeah. know, you only got to do, you know, you have ten numerals you need to design for that. Yeah, right? it's not it's not a it's not a huge task to do that. Um, but if you had something like, we'll go back to the world timer we were talking about yeah. earlier, now you need a full typeface because yeah. you got to type out every you know time zone's name and you got to do that. And so it would be a lot harder to do that, right? And 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 I've had a couple people say, why don't you do this? And I go, I you know, I have done it, and uh, I have one mm-hmm. on my website that I've done that um, was supposed to be used for a project and it didn't happen. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. I it's kind of like available. It's, it's called uh, Endura. It's just Ooh. a numeral set that I, I designed on my my website. I, I'll try to post it uh, later again so people can see uh, if there's an interest for that. But it's it's yeah, and it was based on my old um, when I worked in a steel shop. My my foreman, my boss, had this particular way of writing numerals. I just really liked it, mm-hmm. so it was like a very refined version of that. It's just like from memory of what um, he he's long since passed now, but just kind of remembering what his handwriting looked like. So oh, I should mm-hmm. design some numerals around that. Um, so, hmm. But it didn't. It doesn't take. You know that took a while, right? Maybe it. Maybe it took me. Oh, I'd say. With, with other projects, you know, I, maybe if I started at the beginning of the week, I'd be done at the end of the week, right? And I'm working on a couple other things around the same time, so you right. can do it. And I did it for another project. I can't really talk about. I've made all the numerals for the dial, and again, hmm. like, you know, I did the first pass for the set in, in. Um, I don't know, maybe the, the sketch of, of all of them in the computer, um, roughly, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it took a day to get them nice where they mm-hmm. were and they were balanced and I could put them on a dial and start playing. And then and then as I worked on the watch, I'd keep coming back and like, oh, I'd notice like, ah, oh, this counterform needs to be opened up or, you know, this looks too open. This looks a bit, little too wide. So I made some tweaks as I went. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's manageable, right? I, I get it. If there's a full typeface, it's a lot of work to do a full typeface. Yeah. Um, I've done, I've worked on a couple and I have done like as a designer, graphic designer, I've done custom logos for people where they only, again, there's only so many characters are going to need to write out their brand name. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to really worry about that, right? You just, you just do that and then you go file and you can find a typeface that matches that to go with it. Mm. Um, or if they have the budget, I mean, you know, sure, design the full typeface. But it's a lot of work to make one that works, and you have to think of yeah. every character combination and every, yeah. you know, like possible configuration. Because it's like, as soon as you hand it over to someone else, they're going to type out something that doesn't fit together well, and the spacing yeah. is going to look weird. And right. you're so, not there to set it for them, so you have to make it kind of idiot proof. 
because the only thing I know about fonts and something that I regret learning is kerning. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is basically the way you space uh, between letters. Yes. And then right? the way you space between lines is letting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And That's right. God, I, I, I remember reading about kerning a long while back and then they're like, uh, we apologize, but once you see this, you'll never oh. unsee it. Yeah, <laughs> and oh yeah. god, like now everywhere you look, you just start to see like, oh, that spacing, that kerning is weird. Yeah, oh, my type so teacher wrong. said, once you learn this, you'll you'll swear at your coffee cups, and I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? And then I'd be sitting there, and it'd be like, you know, Canada, we got roll up the rim to win, and it'd say on the side, and the space would be like, it's like R O, <laughs> like it's <laughs> what you couldn't put the R and the O closer together, like come yeah. on. And yeah. that's, that's kerning, right? Like the way you yeah. change different shapes to fit together in a typeface, right? Yeah, yeah. And I see a huge lack of that just in general. Like a lot of people designing from desktop publishing don't do that. And obviously, we've also kind of got an eye now that is a little more lax on that. And it's due to the internet, I think, in part because you can't kern on a website. If it's mm -hmm. something that's going mm -hmm. on page and print, you can kern and whatever you send you know that gets plates made out of it to be printed that's exactly what everyone's going to see yeah as soon as you start going on well what are you looking on your phone are you looking at on a desktop you're looking on your laptop mm -hmm. a tablet you know what device do you have what browser do you have like there's so many variables so type now like and i think we've just kind of you know there's some really good typefaces that have some very smart kerning and ways of figuring that out and i don't mm -hmm. i can't speak to how they make it do that automatically mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. impressive. <laughs> um, so it's, it's gotten better as time's gone on. Sure. And, uh, but I think, yeah, like once you, yeah, it's one of those things when you see the spacing between letters. And actually, a watch I love has terrible kerning. One of my favorite watches in my collection has some terrible kerning on it, which, which is, uh, it's my, it's my, uh, my uh, Seiko Jajaro, uh, uh, right. oh, Speedmaster okay. with the belt. If you get in really close on some of the, like, where it says, like, alarm and chronograph, like, yes. it's kind uh, of bizarre. Okay. And, you know, but, like, this, and this is, I, I will say this, like, you know, when I'm putting these posts together, when I put up a, a refining time, I'm like, I hope people don't think I'm an asshole. Like, <laughs> you know, like, because I have watches that, like, you know, that have weird things to it and i'm fine with it i just i like yeah. the watch i don't care like it's got terrible kerning but i still think it's really <laughs> cool so right. i just i don't want anyone to ever think that like my one fear is that someone will take it the wrong way and be like oh you know i like this watch and he's trying to say i suck because i no, like <laughs> tell me i suck i don't care like it's it, it doesn't matter we just people like what they like and yeah, yeah. you know I, i've asked people who dislike my designs well, what would you like uh my friend martin had a really interesting comment on uh one on that patek we'll go back to that one and he saw something in that dial that i just i just um i didn't see like i still kind of don't see it but um for him it was lost like he really focused in on there's these little triangle markers you know all the, the time zones on the original Mm -hmm. And I, I did away with those. Patek used to use these dots and these little tiny, like, applied indices on some yeah. of their older ones. And I just went kind of back to that. And I took some liberties with, you know, I removed the sun and the moon and nobody mm -hmm. seemed to mind that. I just, I don't like it. So I got rid of it. That was a very <laughs> much a, 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 a personal thing. Mm -hmm. But it's the, um, yeah, he thought it would look like a ship's telegraph with the type being all big and kind of stretched into place. 
And that reminded him of, you know, navigation. And, you know, that, right. that's why you would, one of the reasons you might need something like that. Right. And, huh. And it okay. just doesn't, it didn't invoke that for me. When I looked at it, I just, I don't, and I still kind of don't see that, but it's, right. he's not wrong either. That's through his visual experience as an yeah. individual human being, you know, he saw that and thought it looked like a ship's telegraph. I was completely, I even went and looked at a picture of a ship's telegraph again to be like, do I know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't <laughs> see it, but, but I get it. Like a ship's telegraph does kind of have type kind of, you know, stretched and crammed in there a little bit. I mean, a, a bit more tactfully than that. Patek Philippe, I will say, in most cases, but you know there are there are times where yeah, incorrect is also right for some people, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, yeah, fine, fine. You know, I think it's it's very much a personal thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that and that goes back to like you know your question, like what what is with you know with a typeface? Like yeah, there's all this you know okay, kerning and spacing and legibility and you no know, yeah. having a technical understanding about how mm. to use type and then there's what it does and part of that is completely out of your control and it always will be right like mm-hmm. you know th- there are things i've done for in other design projects i've done and i i go oh, i can't client's gonna see this and they're gonna say this is awesome and they, they hate it and <laughs> they might even hate the type <laughs> and you go but why it, it ticks all these boxes but they but then you hear their feedback and what how they see it is like oh mm-hmm. and sometimes like you know mm-hmm. yes you do get bad feedback as a designer also, but sometimes they say things that's completely illuminating to me. And I'm like, Oh, I just, I don't, you know, I don't see things in that same way. Right. And, like and it never um, occurred yeah. to you. Right. In that yeah, sense. It, yeah. Or it never will even some things, right? Like mm. I, I still don't see a ship's telegraph there, but I've just, I don't know. I haven't, I, maybe I haven't been around ships enough. Maybe I haven't, I don't know. Like, you know, there's, there's always, yeah, there's always context to everyone's experience, and that that informs yeah. how we how we see, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, I love type. I, I love I love watches, and I just feel like that's mm-hmm. why it comes up a lot. Is just like, man, like this is, you know, I see a lot of bad type on watches, and and yeah. you know, it's 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 a thing that I can kind of remedy. Also, for the you know the practicality of putting out these posts, is something I can remedy a little easier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm not gonna be able to redesign the bracelet or case on every watch because <laughs> it's just you know, too I, much work. I, I wa- yeah, it's too much work, and I want to put these out, and I want to just, and I don't want to, I don't want to redo the whole thing to where it's like a now it's entirely my design, right? Like that's mm, yeah. I feel like that. And I, I had a couple ones where I did that on the side, and I went, ooh, I'm gonna do this, and I went, this is this is cool and all, but. Now it's a whole other thing. So I don't <laughs> right. know. And now my, my problem is I don't know what I'm going to do next because I've actually, I told you before we started, I've been quite busy mm-hmm. with regular work and I'm like, I don't even, I can't even, I'm having a hard time picking what the next one's going to be right now. So Well, uh, it's a good thing that you brought that up because um, so, so uh, we were talking about this last night, Casey and I, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted to perhaps come up with ideas for what your next project could be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to, I'm going to pose this, the Breguet Marine 5517. Look this up. I'm, I'm going to, I'll, I'll send, I'll send it to our group chat now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So for those who, who aren't familiar with the, uh, Breguet Marine, and this oh. is, this is a, this is a chronograph mm-hmm. and I feel it's a mess mm-hmm. because it's got like, these like 
it's it's very asymmetrical sized um, sub dials. There's like three different the, the three sub dials obviously, but they're all different sizes, mm-hmm. and one like cuts into like the three three o'clock sub dial yep. cuts into the six o'clock sub dial. Cuts into the center of the watch at three yeah. o'clock. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is like, and and the the numerals, the Roman numerals, like it's. So we have serif fonts. There's sans serif, and this is like half serif. This is bizarre. <laughs> I I have never. You know what? I I maybe I've seen this. I just haven't paid attention. But like, I've never looked at this closely. This is this is insane. This is insane. That and the the other thing that stands out. Oh my god! The more I look at it, the more I'm just like, what is like? So they have like that. You know, for twelve X. You know, II Roman. But then yeah. on the bottom where it's a V, it's just like a weird triangle. There's yeah, no the v, v. Like the v, the V's don't the v is the stand outside. out as a V, yeah. The V is like the outside. So on a lot of these, the numbers are inside the applied indice shape. And yeah. then some of them, it's like you're supposed to read it as the outside. That's so weird, dude. Yeah, like like this, I feel this is, an, is a mess and that this, this could... Very That's well a great be. suggestion. This yeah. thing drives me nuts immediately. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know where to start with this. Oh like it's. I think Matt is having an aneurysm. <laughs> well, and now I'm looking at the hands, and it's just like the hands are kind of yes. neat, but but on their own, like the hour and minute, but then they don't match. Everything else is so blocky. Like even yeah. the case is so blocky, and then those, it's yeah, wow, wow, <laughs> you're lost for words. <laughs> this is great. This no, this is what I need. I need. I need. What is happening over here? Uh, the more I, mean, I look, I mean, it, it is. It is the Casey and John John defining. Uh, sorry, refining time. It is now. Yes. So, yeah. so this, this Casey, have you particular. got? A, did you? Did you? Did you come up with anything? So I was actually thinking of uh, this one is not super obscure, but maybe a little bit. Um, I actually think it's a very nice design, but I was wondering whether you could improve it in any way. Um, and it's the planet. Oh, it's the Omega Speedmaster Planet Ocean Good Planet. What? What? Okay, so I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> send it's, it to me. The, um, planet Ocean, Good Planet. Yes. That's I mean, the name, the name is a bit of a mess already. <laughs> it really is. And uh, it, it basically is an Omega Sea Master Planet Ocean uh, GMT. Okay, okay. Yeah, all right. So it's, it's fairly classic. But I'm just wondering if there's, you know, any way that this could be improved upon. Because I don't when think I'm... there's anything particularly off about it but as a package i just feel like it's a little bit unbalanced yeah you know the thing that i when i see this so you know i said omega has their own typeface they use it sparingly Mm -hmm. um but i sometimes how they use it is does confuse me uh so i've seen them use it and like i think they might be using it in the date window here um for the eight Right. Um, I know they use it on the no wave dial Seamaster, the mm-hmm. like previous gen Seamaster 300. They use the their own typeface in the in the date window. Yep. They do a good job of it, but then they use like coaxial chronometer six. That looks like I don't know if it's exact, but it looks like Euro style it's the typeface. It looks like to me, mm-hmm. or some 
some because again it's like five of prompts, that. right? Yeah, and then they have like you know the Seamaster, like that's their that's another logo, right? So like mm-hmm. you have the you know the Omega, the symbol, the the word, and Seamaster. That's that's kind of a lockup. Mm-hmm. Uh, then GMT right there. I mean, one thing I see with a lot of the big brands is the amount of stuff they put. And I, I, I've said before, I love, I love Omega watches, but like some of the ones I love, like there's that old uh, Seamaster titanium diver um, chronograph. It's blue. It's from like late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says like so much stuff. Like it's like Omega Seamaster professional 300, but like, like all this, like so many lines, like yeah. of type mm-hmm. to justify itself. And it just feels this isn't so much type in typeface, but it's just more design. But it, it seems less confident, you know. Like if you're yeah. number one, you don't have to tell people you're number one. Like this is a professional tool. Like it already looks like a professional tool. Like that titanium. It's the, it's the watch that Chuck Maddox, old timey, you know, blogger, yeah. since yeah. passed. But it was hit one of his favorite watches. Was that titanium Seamaster, and it just has so many like you know qualifying lines of type on it. It's strange. So for this, I would say, does it need to say GMT coaxial chronometer, 600 meter slash 2000 feet? Do they always need to say Swiss made? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like what value does that have? I have to, I put that on everything because it's there. Right. And I I try to like preserve it Mm -hmm. when I redo them even, but like, you know, a lot of micro brands don't put where they're made on there. And also because probably they're not Swiss made, but even if they are, I don't know how much value there is in saying that yeah. all the time. I That's personal. I think the other thing with this is the type looks a little squished on the bezel. It could be. Uh, like, it looks like it's been squished vertically a bit. Yeah, I, it does. I can't quite tell. I like can't quite tell. It it's, it's hard to, to really tell. It looks like it might have been squished just a little bit, maybe like 10%. And... You know, there's like if it is Euro style they're using here, like there's a lot of different cuts of it or typefaces like that where you can get lots of varied widths. So, you know, and that's another thing I see. I don't wouldn't say Omega is always guilty of this, but like some watches, I see this type on it. It's like they're using a typeface and they're stretching it. And if you go into the same type menu, go back to the website where you purchased that from. They didn't. They just took it from their desktop for free. But if you go to the site where you could purchase that, you could buy the condensed or the extended or the mm-hmm. semi-extended or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, so for this, yeah, I would say like the date window kind of doesn't match. Yeah. It looks, it makes the other numerals look very small. Yeah. And the date window was black and the dial is dark blue. And mm-hmm. I, that's another thing that drives me nuts. It's not tight, but it's like color matching. matching. Yeah. yeah. Color match. You know, like, I think that's, again, like I see micro brands do it all the time. They, mm-hmm. I'm sure they brands make, for some reason can't afford to do it right and it's just <laughs> yeah. you just go why why do you all have a white, white date window still i don't get it so this isn't terrible but i mean you know like there are things where you can go yeah like and i, I like these hands that they use a lot yeah you could refine it but mm-hmm. I, I i would say well, maybe i'll do this one i don't know yeah. I, I there's a couple i've wanted to take further and actually there was another omega that i wanted to take further mm-hmm. and just kind of break my own rule of not going too far and go really far so maybe I'll do that. I don't know. This it is enough that it irritates me. I'll t- I'll tell you that you've irritated me now because now <laughs> now I'm looking at it and I'm just like, ah, uh, right? Yeah, it's like the, it's almost there. It's almost perfect, but not quite, not quite. Yeah. And so this sort of brings us 
to our, our final list of suggestions, I think, before we can wrap up. Okay. Um, because the Seamaster is, I mean, this good planet, planet ocean, good planet <laughs> <laughs> is one example. And the name definitely needs changing as well. But um, you could also do, I think, some of the classics. So if you're talking about fonts and way too much type, the Daytona is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rolex Daytona has like six yep. lines of text, I think. Yeah. So yeah. that's definitely up there. Um, you know, like the modern, like... the modern Tudor uh, Pelagos as well. Mm, the modern Tudor I... Pelagos. I... Um, uh, the... Speedmaster, yeah. Submariner. You know, I, I feel like you could go through some of these classics and just say, hey, I would make these tweaks maybe. I have thought of doing a thing where I do some smaller tweaks because some watches, like the one you just sent me, the Planet Ocean, might be just like a really small thing. It won't be yeah. a huge breakdown, but I've thought of doing some, like someone pointed out to me the Black Bay Chronograph, and I'd already oh, yeah. noticed that it doesn't have a color match date wheel mm-hmm. and it's stretch type in the day, and they're using a typeface that you can totally yeah. just click the menu and like use the extended version of that same font or the, sorry, the condensed version of that same font. It would fit no. without being squished. No, so no, that no. All, that's all very irritating. Uh-huh. But then someone pointed out, they're like, I think they're using a system font on that. And I said, I'm going to look it up. And I actually went and took a picture of it that I had, like a high-res picture that I watched. Mm-hmm. And I went in my, you know, I like went in the, the, the tachometer scale and I typed out some of the type and, and laid it over top and went, okay, and went through and had some guesses. And it's a Myriad Pro, which is Apple's system font. Right. So wow. <laughs> you just okay. go like... You know, it's not, is it a terrible typeface? No, it was like the Apple brand typeface for like a long time, from like mm-hmm. 2004 to 2011 or some long period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And is it a bad, is it ugly? No. Is it the most inspiring typeface? Also, no. Does it belong on, the, like, could you just, could someone just look what where these come from, I think, also is a little bit, you know, like, I don't know. So I've, I have thought of doing some smaller ones and that... Yeah. <laughs> Because you know that would be short on time nowadays, so these sort of like mini ones could be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do a do a like a like a like a much shorter one, and uh, I I have definitely thought of that. The other thing I want to do is actually highlight some good design. I haven't quite figured out the format for how to do Uh, that. Yes, Mm -hmm. we were also talking about that. Yes, we we have so many ideas for what you can do. Right, (laughs) we just don't have the talent. We have ideas for you. <laughs> well, keep keep them coming. I like I I really I I really appreciate new ideas and, and new directions to take it. And yeah, like I really want to talk about I really want to talk about Erwerk and Ferdinand Bertude in terms of good type mm. and some couple watches mm. I really like that they've done. Um, I really want to talk about um, uh, R. W. Smith and some of the engraving and just mm-hmm. simple, clean, mm-hmm. kind of classic. You know, it's great. They're all like rock solid, and and, and yeah, Breguet has some great type like really really clean type on some of their watches it's just beautiful mm. and um i really want to be able to point out that too i just i don't again i don't want to I, my worry is when i put these up like does everyone think i'm an asshole it's like am I, am I too negative i don't know but <laughs> i gotta start somewhere and and you know i guess with the things that irritate me is <laughs> if it's constructive feedback man i think it's a good thing yeah, I hope I that that's how it's taken largely. I, largely, I think it is. I think people can see, like, I care yeah. about these things. I'm not shitting on anyone for liking them. I, I just, this is my take, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so those those are our ideas for you. Uh, yeah. This, this could definitely be refining time. 
Brought to you by Casey and John John. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'll tell you here and now. I have to do this brigade you sent me now. Like I, I, I'm still looking at it. I've, I'm as I was talking to you that whole time. Yeah. I was looking at it. You, were, you were still I, thinking about it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm now. I'm, I'm thoroughly distracted by it. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, but also fuck you. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, I think it's pretty late for you. We don't want to keep you up any longer than we have to. Um, as always, man, it's a bit great having you on. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank and you just... so much for having me. I really enjoy talking with you guys and just getting a chance to like nerd out about watches and the stuff. Watches we love, you know? and yeah, and death uh, metal. heavy metal. Yeah, death metal fonts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You let me run free on a tangent from time to time, and. Uh... Yeah, you love it. <laughs> We love the tangents, man. Matt's tangent corner. <laughs> All right, man. Well, so, um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank yeah. you. I, I I really appreciate it, and I'm glad you enjoy the series. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it keep it going. Yeah, yeah. looking looking forward to see what you do with this breguet. Yeah, I have to do this. I think that is the next one. I had a couple I was between, <laughs> but this this drives me nuts. <laughs> that's, for, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. And for anyone who hasn't been following up, uh, please go check this out because it's yeah. a great series and you're missing out. Yes. Yeah. So again, Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. 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 John, you got to hit. Thank you for listening to the Casey and John John Show. The Casey and John John Show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John Show is approved by one out of ten doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their podcast.